You have just tuned in to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight podcast. This is the place where everyday conservative America hangs out. I'm known as the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And with me, as always, my friend, my brother, my co-host, Dwight Williams. Join us as we break down this week's events in America and the rest of the world. You get news analysis, color commentary on life, and sometimes things that just make us laugh. So sit back, tune out the rest of the world around you, and hang out for the next hour or so with your friends here in the Liberty Room. Hey, we're hanging out in the Liberty Room. Yeah, we are. How about that? Yeah. It's always good to be here. It is. It's yeah. comfortable. It's spacious. It's, yeah. well, it's comfortable. Yeah. What they were missing is a steak dinner. Ooh, I had a steak dinner last night. Mm. You'll never guess what we did. Well, first off, welcome everybody to the Liberty Room. Thank you for tuning in with us tonight, today, tomorrow, yesterday, whenever it is you're listening to us. Uh, we surely appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That way you get all the notifications when new episodes drop every Friday at noon on your favorite podcast provider, no matter who it be, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your favorite podcast from, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Also, don't forget Wednesday nights, every Wednesday, eight o'clock. That's right. The brother show. That's Wednesdays with Jim, where you get to hang out with me live. The big dog. The big dog out whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, hang out. Talk uh, talk with us. Join in the conversation. It's a conversation show. That's what it is. Every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, um, taking the world by storm, both the Liberty Room and Wednesdays with Jim, where you're uh, hanging out with a couple of goofballs like us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's being nice saying it, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, guess uh, guess where I went last night? Where'd you go last night? Well, not last night. It was a couple of nights last. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of nights ago. Now, um, so mm, I had a wedding anniversary this past week. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank Happy you. anniversary! Thank you. Um, she's managed to put up with me for a long time, and um, there's a few things in this world that she has had on her bucket list. And one of those things is she wanted to go see Weird Al Yankovic in <laughs> in concert. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I got tickets uh, a few months ago, and uh, this past week we uh, got in the old family truckster and we uh, trucked on down the road to Roanoke, Virginia, mm-hmm. where we went to see Weird Al Yankovic in concert. Now he's got to be what 110 years old. He is 63 years old, according wow. to the Google machine. Wow. And still got the long curly hair, the Hawaiian flowery shirts, and mm-hmm. the Chuck Taylors, and um, still is just as goofy as ever. It was a great time, actually. I was a little more surprised than I thought I would be, um, but we had a great time. It was we laughed all night long. It was it was a good show. So was the music uh, kind of what you remember it to be? Listen, his yeah, I mean, this tour it was about uh, playing some of the stuff for his real fans. You know, a lot of stuff that was on albums that didn't get a lot of play and some B sides stuff like that. Now he did like a medley of his hits in the encore, um, but pretty much the show was a, a lot of stuff that so a lot of it I'd never heard before, um, and it was hilarious. Um, but let me tell you what his band. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Those guys are awesome. He's toured with the same guys for years. Mm-hmm. His drummer, and me being a somewhat of a drummer myself. Um, me too. You I'm know, an air drummer. You're a terrible air drummer. Um, I'm still an air drummer. <laughs> you still are. Yeah. yeah. Um, his name is Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. 
His nickname is Bermuda. So he's Bermuda Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. That's great. Hilarious. I mean, just a funny dude. But let me tell you what. I, I remember years ago reading a uh, Modern Drummer Magazine article about uh, Jim Schwartz. And uh, there was quotes of all these other really famous drummers, people that are well-known, well-known bands, well-known session guys, stuff like that. And they they all said that Jim Schwartz is the best live drummer you'll ever see. Um, yeah, he was pretty freaking awesome. Um, you know, entertaining as part of the show, but his dynamics, his technical ability, he was just an, just an un- unbelievable drummer. And, uh, the whole band was just smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you what, I've never heard such applause for an accordion in all my life. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. He, he went through a couple of songs, then all of a sudden he turned around and he pulls out the accordion and the place went nuts. So that was, it's, it's it was just a fun night. Emo Phillips was the opener, the comedian. Never heard of him. Emo is getting close to 70 now. I think the when I wow. looked it up, he was 66 or 67 years old. Popular comedian back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when we got there, we got there just as he came on stage. Um, and it was one of those things where, well, I remember him as a comedian. He was kind of goofy. He had a weird voice and an even weirder haircut. Um, but holy cow, I laughed at him the whole set long. I was really surprised at how... You know, a lot of times you get those old performers who are um, not as relative as they used to be, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, even when he told stories about the 80s and 90s, it was funny because it was nostalgic um, with a modern flair to it. It was, it was hilarious. It was, um, he did one joke and it's just his delivery is so funny, you know, because his name is Emo. And he pulls out this paper like he's reading questions from the audience. Uh-huh. Of course, it's all setups to begin with. Right. And one of the questions was, how do you feel that the young people have named a genre of music after you? Emo music. Mm-hmm. And he made comment. He said, well, he was quite flattered, but he's afraid that's going to go by the way of his his father um, because his father's name was Big Band. And, you know, Big Band music just faded away. And he don't want that to happen to emo music either. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but his dry, very, uh, you know, very dry delivery was was very hilarious. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, nah, man, Weird Al's a good show. Go go see it if you can. So I've listened to some Weird Al over the years. Yeah. And it's just hard to believe that he's that old. I mean. Oh, I know. It, it's like a meme I saw on Facebook that said that we're closer to um, – well, we're, you know, we're, for me, I was born in 82. So to me, <laughs> I still feel like the 90s was last decade. Yeah. Right? But the 90s no. is like three decades ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's just amazing that, oh my gosh, Weird Al is that old. Yeah. I remember listening to him when he was back in his 30s and I was in like my teens, right? Oh, he he played the, uh, the theme song from UHF, the movie oh, he did, did he? back in the 80s. That just made my night because I love that movie. Seen it one time, don't remember it, yeah. but... Yeah, you got to go back and watch it. It's hilarious. And the amount of people that were in that movie that are well-known now, Mm -hmm. it's hilarious. You know, Uh, Kramer from... uh, Oh, really? Yeah, Kramer was in it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was the janitor with the mop. Um, uh, Emo Phillips was in it. He was the one that got his finger cut off in the movie. It was, I mean, so yeah, it's just uh, a lot of people in there that now you look at and go, holy cow, Mm -hmm. this was before they were famous. This was, they were all friends that hung out together. Right. And actually there's a biopic coming out, I think, this week. Oh, of, on Weird Al? Of Weird Al's really? life. It's, you know, kind of, you know, Queen oh. had the biopic. Yeah, yeah. They did the same thing for Weird Al. And you know, did, 
Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al. No way. He got Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry <laughs> Harry Potter is playing Weird Al. So I'm kind of interested to see. I know it's so. Listen, I've got a friend of mine, uh, Jason. Um, he he's a was a contractor back in the day, and we were in the army together for a long time. And and Jason's like, you know, man's man, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, tough guy, right? Um, when I was going to see Weird Al. This week, the same night, he was in Greensboro, North Carolina, going to see Iron Maiden, you know, and I've had such a good time. I wanted to post about it, but I was afraid Jason would make fun of me because he was at Iron Maiden and I was at Weird Al. He was the real man. Uh, well, he always has been. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the laughs. Yeah, I got the laughs, man. But yeah, it was that was that was, that was a great show. We had a good time. So yeah, That's it's cool. so weird that I enjoyed myself so much at Weird, weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, so you're the first person I know that's been to a Weird Al concert. Yeah, man. You so. know, I was so disappointed in myself because I got there and half the crowd was in like Hawaiian flowery shirts and I didn't wear one of mine. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. So Let oh, me man. guess, you had your, your double-A tactical gun shirt on. No, I didn't. I actually had it. I was dressed casually, but uh, um, it was funny the amount of... It was a nerd's paradise, let me tell you. Imagine. Oh, my God. I was amongst my Star Wars-loving people, you know. There were more Marvel comic collectors in that room at one time. <laughs> wow. You know, Marvel and DC. Um, but it was funny because when I walked in the door, there was this older gentleman there with the, the, the metal wand. Mm-hmm. wand to be. And first off, you know, okay, who's going to bring in a weapon to attack Weird Al? That just doesn't make any sense. Who'd want to attack Weird Al anyway for any reason? Exactly, exactly. But he wanted me and he got the beep on my side and he was like, "Uh, what's under your shirt? And I lifted it up and I said, it's an empty holster. A holster for what? What do you think goes in it? Uh, 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 Oh my God, he got so nervous at that point. Why would you need that? Because I'm a constitution-loving American. That's why he was so confused. So, yeah, no, I, it was a good time. I, I carry empty holsters too, me sometimes. Do you? Yeah, I just. Well, the rules like of the building were not to carry, and I'm a law abiding citizen. So, yeah, you, were, you were in compliance. I, was in, I wasn't happy about it, but I was in compliance, compliance with yeah. it. Yeah. Because uh, my wife having a good time was more important at that particular time than. See, that's why you're married, because you looked out for your wife. You did what was right we to have, give her the time of her life. We, I won't say the time of her life. Okay, but an enjoyable time. Yeah. I'll say we've been together we've been together 29 years. Wow. 29. She still puts up with you. I can't believe it either. I'm just amazed. How, how much yeah. are you paying her to stay in the house? Um, actually, for the last 30 years, I've had her family hostage in an undisclosed location. <laughs> so she has no choice. <laughs> I was wondering how you hooked up with her. Because I look at her and go, hmm, I know Jim is in. Eh. His wife is... Yeah. So how is it that those that oh okay now we know why yeah yeah okay yeah. you know the no. same thing happened to me really I got my wife told me hold, hold up actually they're 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 dead now so you just admitted that yeah I did oh I'm not the reason they're dead I'm just stating a fact that just went just dark and south really fast it, it did it didn't work out very well wow yeah look I'm not the reason they're dead okay let's just let's move along. Okay, we'll move along. All right. Yeah. You want me to tell you about my weekend at the wedding? Yeah, please do. I mean, we're just not even talking about relevant things no. to society or the news analysis like we promise all the time. It's no, just, no, but this is relevant to everyone, though, because they all want to know what's happening in the life of the Jim Moore. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. 
No, we uh, listen. Like, so we were home for two days, and then we get turned right around, or actually a day and a half, and we turn around and go to the Weird Al concert mm-hmm. because my friend, uh, my brother, uh, uh, my army brother, that I served in uh, the, during the surge in Iraq with uh, Aaron Moyer and his beautiful fiance Taylor uh, got married. Cool. And they actually asked me to be in the wedding and stand up with them. Wow. How about that? Were they that desperate? Let me tell you what. I look great in a tux. That's what you think. Yeah, well, I got the pictures. I've seen the pictures. My wife thought I looked great. Well, but remember, you're holding her family Oh, hostage. she was, yeah, yeah, but she was smoking hot, too, though. She showed me off a little bit. Oh. Showed me up. Oh, so you were the trophy off. husband? I was the trophy husband. <laughs> she had on this long blue velvet dress and a pair of Doc Martens. And I remember she, we walked up to the catering to get food and during the reception, mm-hmm. and the lady just stopped. She goes, I just have to tell you how beautiful you are. And I went, thank you very much. And she was talking to my wife. Oh. oh. Yeah. Poor Jim. I know. But me and a bunch of my Army buddies and a bunch of the guys, we all got together and just tore it up this weekend. And mm-hmm. that was a great time. And, you know, I'm, I'm telling you this just like I, I kind of brought it up on the Wednesday show this week. Um Man, it was, listen, you know, these are army guys. They're from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, people come from all over the country. The families came from all over the country. The bride is actually from Virginia, mm-hmm. coincidentally. Um, the groom, my buddy Aaron, is from Louisiana. Um, the wedding was outside of Boone, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So people drove from all over the country. All right. Um, I mean, we had a lot of different states recognized and the, and the thing that just jumped off the the page at me, you know, once we were there and I'm amongst all these people, I don't know. A lot of them knew who I was. Um, but, who, who uh, doesn't? <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, if somebody brought up politics, everybody was on the same sheet of music. That's cool. It was nice to see because sometimes when you surround yourself with people from your immediate area, I mean, look how much time me and you spend together and all mm-hmm. of our little business adventures and, and media stuff and local local uh, political things. Um, you know, sometimes you get used to being around the same people all the time that think like you do. So right. conversations go pretty much one direction, mm-hmm. you know, and getting into a, an atmosphere like the wedding this weekend and a different state with people from all over the country, and everybody's thinking the same way. You know, we saw that clip earlier uh, before we started tonight. Uh, Ted Cruz made the comment, are you better off now than you were two years ago? Well, all these people from all these different backgrounds and all these different areas of the country, they all know that, no, we are not better off now than we were two years ago. That's right. So, man, it just fired me up and, and affirmed the things that I'm thinking that w- that we do, that me and you do, that um, things I do individually, you do individually, that, man, we're on the right track, and we just have to – that makes us have to work harder. Yeah. You know, we do have to work harder to promote the, promote the podcast and the Wednesday show to to promote more conversation and to let people know that – they're not alone. They're not on their own. They're, they've got a support group here. Mm-hmm. We are the sanity support group. That's right. You know, so uh, with all the things that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, today, uh, uh, tomorrow, yesterday, wherever we're at in your life, <laughs> you know, uh, out of your fruit book you got over there, um, it's just nice to see that people out there think the same way and are willing to come together to to right the track, you know. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was a great time. And Aaron and Taylor got married and it was, uh, you know, it was a fine, fine, fine family event. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, when was the last time that all of you 
buddies were re- last time you, you were reunited? Um, unfortunately, the last two times we've really been reunited were at funerals. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But yeah. it's good you guys could get together on something that's a happy occasion. That now. was a conversation, you know. Yeah. Um, one of the guys we served with, Danny, God rest his soul, um, was murdered by his wife. Mm. Um, and uh, he is he was in Washington State, mm-hmm. um, and the wife tried to claim it a suicide, but she shot him in the back of the head while he was laying on the couch asleep. Um, she got eight years in prison. I think eight years in prison. That's for it. it. That was it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She she claimed he was abusive, but if you knew Danny, that wasn't possible. He was just the most doting father, just loved his kids, and he was just a, such a good dude. He uh, um, actually lost part of his lung in Iraq, um, you know. So uh, um, he he was just he was just a good dude um, at his funeral, and uh, uh, another one of our buddies. Matter of fact, a guy from our fire team um, was. Um, he didn't adjust well coming back afterwards mm. and he uh, did a very selfish thing that makes me angry to this day. Yeah. So uh, that was actually the last time we were all together. So this was a much happier occasion, mm-hmm. much happier. And it's so funny, man. I mean, there were three of us uh, uh, other than Aaron who served together that was in the, were the groomsmen. And we had a couple of others show up and it's the day of the ceremony. And, you know, we're by this little building they have set up for us to, um, uh, to, uh, to get dressed in and do our thing before the ceremony mm-hmm. get us, get ready for the pictures. Oh, we took a ton of pictures, um, and all that. And two of the guys showed up. Um, one of them is a police officer and a, actually a U.S. Marshal. And, uh, one of them works for some of the alphabet agencies in, in Washington, um, but they walked up, and it was so funny as they walked up and we saw them coming. It was like the con- last conversation we all had, it picked right up again like it was, you know, like, like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, that's the way it is with these guys, man. It's just, it's, 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 it's closer than family, and I love every, time, every moment we get a chance to get together. That's cool. Yeah. It kind of kind of makes you forget about everything that's going on around you, and you just, you relax. Mm-hmm. You know, you trust these people with your life in some of the worst worst scenarios you can imagine. So when I'm together with these guys, it's the most relaxed you'll ever see me because I know no matter what's going on. They've got your back. They got my back, mm-hmm. just like they know I got theirs. Right. So it's it's tighter than family. So, yeah, that's uh, – we, we all agreed. And, you know, sometimes it happens when, you know, just like a lot of other people, you – say that, uh, you know, you part ways and say, we really need to do this more often, but we're really going to make an effort. Good. Um, cause, uh, you know, a lot of them live within four or five hours driving time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's no excuse for us not to, not to get together when we can't have a reunion more often. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had a big reunion, the five year reunion after we got back at this resort area that put up, uh, uh put us up and, Gave us rule of the golf course, and mm. the bad thing was they gave us rule of the bar, and <laughs> <laughs> we've never been asked back. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they went broke just in repairing golf carts after the, <laughs> after the day. But, you know, uh, it's uh, me being the non-alcoholic, well, not, the not-so-alcoholic guy, mm-hmm. you know, non-alcohol, non-drinking guy. Um, there was one part where we were out on the golf course and it was my job to 
divert the attention of the golf, uh, the refreshment attendant. Uh-huh. And we had guys laying in wait in a creek bed. And we stopped her on the bridge and distracted her, and they just snuck up there and they emptied the beer cart. <laughs> you know, there was no charge for it, so it's not like you know we were stealing anything yeah. because it was a special event. Um, but it was funny; you could see her go down to the next hole and ask somebody if they wanted something, and she got out. And I mean, she was so puzzled and couldn't figure out where these like four cases of beer went. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, lady, you don't know who you're dealing with. Wow. You know, so yeah, it's just, it's just a good time. Good time. Yeah. So it's cool to have that camaraderie. It is, it is. And it's, uh, it's infectious. So, you know, the people around us who didn't serve with us, all of a sudden it was just, what, mm-hmm. you know, the photographer was a little confused. So, uh, you know, wait a minute, they're not family. They're not really your brothers. Then who are they? You know? Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to know the answer to that we're, little man. We're, we're closer to the brother. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, no, we had a we had a great time, and like I said, it's great to see people out there who are ready to fight the fight, and they're as reaffirmed as I was that there's you know there's more of us out there, mm-hmm. more of us out there. Good. So, speaking of fighting the fight, you got the fruit book. I do have the fruit book. What uh, before we uh, spend this whole whole episode on the life and times of the Jim Wood. <laughs> What do we got going on in the fruit book? What are we going to talk about? And what's, what's going to reaffirm our new friends that we met at the wedding this weekend? Well, before I get to that, you know, oh, okay. we got to talk about the uh, the candidate forum that I went to. So you got a chance to go to Weird Al. Oh, yeah, please. Don't let me hog it all up. And, you know, while you were having fun with your wife, um, I had to do, go do business. Yes. Someone, someone's got to work around here, so. Well, you know, I, I had complete faith that uh, the farm was in good hands. It was in good hands. All so, right. so I went down to Lexington with my daughter. Lexington, Virginia. Virginia, exactly. And they're having a candidate forum involving um, uh, Ben Klein, the good, good dude, dude yeah. who's our current congressman and the yes. incumbent. Um, a forum between him and the the local activist, yeah, the crazy woman running as a Democrat, uh-huh. um, and then of course four city council candidates. Yes, and so um, you know it was a two hour forum. It was nice to see some people. You know, we were the Republicans were outnumbered. Yeah, it was probably sixty forty in terms of percentage. Gotcha. Democrats, you know, ha- they had on us, but um, it was good to support our congressman. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it, it was good to get down there and, and hear. The other side yes. and, and the lack of ideas that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the uh, local candidates had some interesting ideas on how to fix Lexington. But generally speaking, they all knew the problems, but no one really had a good solution. You want me to tell you how to fix Lexington? How's that? Get rid of all the liberals. That's a good place to start. I mean, Lexington, Virginia, a, a city that has deep roots, southern roots, mm-hmm. um, who... Um, has been invaded by people from the north. It's worse than Florida, but it's northern liberals who have moved into Lexington. And wow, let me tell you, it's it's a very historic city. Yep. Um, that wasn't that overrun when Sherman came through the area. <laughs> All right, let me just say that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, continue. Well, you know, and to your point, when Governor Northam was our governor, you know, uh, blackface baby killing uh, Northam. Yeah. You know, he basically trashed VMI, which was his alma mater. Well, you know, actually, VMI uh, alumni have a petition to strip him of his, all of his, uh, any, everything but his degree, all of his rights and Good. privileges as a VMI alumni. And they should. They should, man. What he did to that school was just. He dragged them through the mud. Oh, yeah. 
cost with, huge amounts of money. Exactly. Um, alleging, co- alleging racism and oh. sexual impropriety. With yeah. pe- I mean, just stupid stuff. Yeah, there was a, a, a general there who was the superintendent of the school that everybody loved. It mm-hmm. wasn't political. Mm-hmm. Republican, Democrat, left, right, black, white, male, female, didn't matter. Everybody loved this man. And he was there for the preservation of the, of the institution. Mm-hmm. You know, but since he was, you know, that kind of stood against Northam wanting to revamp the institution. Oh, yeah. And they fired him. They got rid of him. And now you have a a, a, a black guy who's yeah. in charge. And yeah. not that a color is an issue, but basically he's the affirmative action hire. But yeah. That's, that's really what it was. It, it was. And, you know, and the fact is he is nothing but a puppet by the, the cancel culture. Yeah. You know, that, and that's why he got that position. His he would not be color in that because his of that. attitude. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got some friends that, that work at VMI and I talked to them a little bit about what's oh, going yeah. on down there. And yeah, they loved the previous superintendent. Oh, everybody did. He, he was a good guy. The community from, loved him. The yeah. school loved him. The alumni loved him. And Northam him. ran him off Yeah, and brought somebody else in. And, you know, not that I have a problem with changing the head of an institution when it's, when it's necessary. But it wasn't But that necessary. was necessary. You know, mm-hmm. and when and when the uh, the investigations occurred, they found out that there wasn't really anything going on down yeah, there. Nothing. You know, so really it was fabricated. Sure. You know, so anyway, yeah. Back to your point, though, you get rid of the liberals and Lexington, that, that solves most of your problem. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it it was good to see uh, see Ben Klein and support him and everything. Um, had a good time there. But yeah, the liberals just had absolutely no plan. You know, the, the local activists, all she wanted to talk about was basically spending more money. <laughs> now she didn't come out and say spend more, but everything she wanted to do was going to cost dollars. Sure. Expanding programs, adding yeah. more programs. Yeah. That all costs money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and one candidate for city council down there, my friend Colette, um, you know, a, a really good lady. Are you dropping names? I am dropping names. I, someone I know. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, you know, she's running for city council down there. She's the only Republican running. And, but she made a comment that and during that, that, uh, forum where she said, you know, there, the question was about you know, if we're in, if we're in a recession, people are hurting with their finances. What, what can we, what can, what can the city do to help people? What can people do? Yeah. And her comment basically was the city needs to learn to tighten its belt and stop spending. Yeah. Maybe reduce its budget. Yeah. Because that's what people in the homes are doing. Yeah. You know, costs have gone up 30, 40%. In, yeah. the, in the grocery store, instead of being able to go buy a steak you wanted, now you're buying a chicken wing instead, <laughs> okay? Because that cost of steak has gone up so much. Yeah. You know, the cost of gas at the pump has gone up. So now I got to balance, do I put gas in my truck yeah. or do I splurge on Popeye's today? Yeah. You know, and, and that's the problem is that we've, we've got to tighten our belts, but so don't all these governments. It, it, they, they just can't, they're spending, spending has gone, it's just gone amok. I mean, our, yeah. our federal deficit, def, blah, federal deficit is at thirty-one trillion dollars and counting and counting. It seems that the the Democrats in Congress have a blank check. Let's just write whatever we want. Let's buy whatever we want. Let's spend whatever we can. And it's filtering down to all your your states, yep. all of your your local governments are just spending, spending. And when they run out of money, what do they do? Raise your taxes. Sure. Let's generate Absolutely. more money. Well, you know, they've spent everything we've given them now. They want more. They want more. Yeah. They want more. Like it's, you know, it's like they're entitled to it. Yeah. Well, we don't have an income problem for our government. We have a spending problem. Yes, we most certainly do. And that was my uh, my comment to our vice mayor, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, that uh, you know, when it comes down to it, once I'm elected to city council um, and, and, and we're looking forward to uh, 
Jeremy Slope being elected to city council this time as well. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when the two when the two of us get there, we will have a four to one majority on the city council. And what we just need to do is strip the budget down, yeah, and start all over again like it's brand new. Mm-hmm. You know, and that there's a lot of municipalities, a lot of states, and even the federal government for that matter. Maybe it's time to strip that thing to the bone and and start all over again. Fund the necessary things. Well, it's like the word you keep using for your campaign, priorities. Priorities, absolutely. Strip it down. What priorities do we have for our city? What What are the most important things that the government has been tasked with? Yep. Okay, once the most important stuff that they've been tasked with has been taken care of, then you can spend money on a park. Sure. On more bike paths on streets. Sure. You know, whatever you want to do. But yep. are you taking care of law enforcement? Are you taking care of emergency services? Are you taking care of the school system? Yeah. If you're not, that's called dereliction of duty. Yeah. Public health. I mean, that's really, I mean, your, your garbage, your water, your, mm-hmm. you know, your, everything that goes along to your sanitation, all that stuff. Um, that's all part of it. I mean, uh, one of our city council members, uh, Bruce Allen told me one time, he said, you know, the city council in any city is responsible for three things. That's your emergency services, your police, your fire, your rescue. They're responsible for your public health, like water, sanitation, stuff like that, um, which takes city workers to uh, maintain the city. That falls in that category as well. And also to make sure that uh, your education is is on par to do what your responsibility is to make sure that the uh, education system um, has what it needs from that's required from the city or from that municipality to do. Those three things. Mm-hmm. So you make sure those things are taken care of. And I don't mean just taken care of. I mean, I you should want your, those three things in your city to be the absolute best, the the, the hallmark, the, the top of the tree as far as everybody else in the state. Give everybody else in the state a reason to come up to your standard. Mm-hmm. You know, just like where we're at now, you know, they love to brag how they give our police department a raise. However, we're still well below the median average of pay for a police officer. Right. You know, we got a sheriff's department who could supplement that police department in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But our sheriff's department hasn't had a, a budget increase other than an average cost of living increase since 1978. I saw our sheriff today. How is, a, how is Sheriff Chris? Uh, he's doing well. He's got a fat lip. I saw that. He'll be mad for me saying that. I, I saw it, yeah. Yeah, he had a little issue, and nobody punched him. Yeah. Yeah, it was a shaving issue or some sort. Now he's got a little fat lip as a reaction of it. Yeah, I noticed that yeah. because you told me about it last yeah. time. I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd seen him earlier, and, um, you know, he took a – it's a man who takes care of his people. He's a good guy. And, he is, and, and he's great the guy. kind of guy that we've got to take care of. I mean, you know, he's a young guy where – if he keep, continues to be elected, we're going to have consistency in our in our sheriff's office. Oh, my goodness. We're just such a bunch of racist people. You know, us Republicans are. Well, the chairman of our party, you, happen to be black. Mm-hmm. The sheriff that we just got elected, the Republican sheriff, is black. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the, you know, we're starting to break down those stereotypes. We're starting to break down those walls. We're starting to break down those liberal talking points, those liberal talking point lies about how, you know, that we're a bunch of racist, uh, homophobes, xenophobes, all the phobes and all that stuff, you know, because Chris is doing great things in our community, reaching, doing things with uh, um, uh, programs. They did the walk to school thing the other day mm-hmm. where the deputies actually got out and walked with kids to, uh, from certain areas to school. 
you know, and interact with them and, and show that the police are somebody to be trusted and the police mm-hmm. are somebody there to help. That's right. You know, and the fact that we haven't given his department, even before he was sheriff, a, 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 a budget increase to help him develop these programs since 1978. That's ridiculous. It's sad. Yeah. You know, we've got judges in this area who are threatening to shut the court system down in our city because they don't feel like he has enough manpower to provide security that they're required required to do by law. Mm-hmm. You know, so priorities, man, that's, that's what it's all about. And, you know, I've spent my life having to meet certain priorities and make sure priorities are kept. And, and when I see what they're doing with the money in my city, it makes me wonder what you get bigger cities like Richmond and, and up in, in Fredericksburg and, and places like that in Virginia Beach, what they're doing with their money. Because you know, if they're if they're wasting it here, the scale of waste is ridiculous in those oh, yeah. in those cities. Absolutely. Well, I remember several years ago out in um, uh, Bell, California. You may remember this. Um, very small, very tiny city. It's probably no bigger than Waynesboro is. So they gave themselves raises. They did. Yeah, and that's where that. it was. Something like the police, the the the, the police chief was making like three hundred and fifty thousand oh dollars a year. God. The average salary out there for the average person was like a, not even a quarter of that. Yeah, I think the average median salary is like thirty two thousand, something like that. Yeah. How is and their cheap? city manager was making like four hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's absolutely insane. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. In the bigger cities or cities around larger cities, you're going to yeah. run to that kind of corruption. Well, you get that in the federal government too when they can vote to give themselves a raise. Exactly. Yeah. While the rest of us starve. Sure. You know, and are, are trying to, you know, living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck or and, yep. and, and trying to make ends meet. Yeah. If the government wants more money, yeah, just give themselves a raise. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could walk up to my boss and be like, you know what? I think I deserve twice what I'm making. I'm going to give myself a raise. Yeah. Get on that, will you? Yeah. Chop, chop. Chop, chop on it right now. <laughs> See how that conversation goes. <laughs> yeah. You'd be um, chop, chopping your ass to the unemployment line. I would be. <laughs> I'd be one good looking guy on unpl- unemployment, though. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, it, when you get into office, though, when you become the mayor, there's one there's one thing I want to make sure you, pri- you you prioritize. Okay. Okay, you ready for this one? I don't know. You okay. hit me with it. Let's yeah. see. Whatever you do, yes. do not allow the aerosolized version of COVID-19's vaccine to come to the city. Aerosolized? Yeah. I'm Have you even heard a, about that? I'm even amazed that I actually got this hillbilly th- f- voice I have could even get aerosolized. You notice how I got to slow down to say yeah, yeah. aerosolized. Yeah. Okay. Is it like the nasal spray for the flu shot? Yes. They oh, have okay. now made it where it's inhalable. Well, you know what the <sighs> next step is, don't you? Bill, I'll be like Bill Clinton. Well, okay. I, I didn't inhale. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you aren't even going to know you did it. Do you know how the, what the next step's going to be? They're going to put it on an airplane and spray it over your city. Like a pesticide. Exactly. We already do that for, yes, pesticides for spraying for mosquitoes at night. Sure. I mean, I've done it before. My, one of my employees I used to work for, I used to do mosquito spraying at night, 200 feet off the ground in a King Air. And, you know, usually it was like down in like Louisiana or something, like when when, yeah. when Katrina hit, yeah. all the power lines went down. All the electricians are trying to fix everything, but they're getting eaten alive by the mosquitoes. Yeah. Well, you go down there and we're spraying from sundown to sunup. They did okay. the same thing in Vietnam and look at all the men and, men and women who died from Agent Orange. Sure. Holy crap. So no one down there knew we were spraying. You had no clue. Yeah. Guess what they can do? That'll be next. Because they can take it, throw it in a big tank on a plane and start spraying cities. And here you are outside playing with your with your dog 
and you're inhaling it and not knowing that you are now vaccinated. Congratulations. Oh my goodness. Yes. I didn't even know this was something being discussed. See? Oh, well, what's, be, what's being done is that it has been inhalable, but the next step is going to be put to, it on an airplane. To spray you down. Yeah. I mean, ever since the vaccine came out, their number one, th- it's, it's been about control from day one, right? It has. And okay. if you saw recently, Joe Biden got his booster shot uh-huh, yeah. and, st- and starts talking about how everybody needs to get their booster shot and how they're going to continue the COVID vaccination program. Just like you said about Jennifer Lewis during the town hall meeting with the good dude, Ben Klein, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, <laughs> these programs, they can say they're free to the public, but they're not. You're paying for every every droplet mm-hmm. through your tax but to through your tax money so yeah, the, the article came out the other day about nothing is free about uh, I think it was Pfizer so what they're they're no longer the government's no longer be paying for yes. your your uh, your covid vaccine yes so now they're going to start charging now according to the article I read under Trump we were paying like twenty dollars a shot yeah under Biden of course he's an idiot we're paying thirty dollars a shot oh lovely. Okay? Now that the government's not paying for it, Pfizer is saying, oh, the shots can be between 110 and 120 bucks. We're not talking a $5 increase. I didn't get the shot. I want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, but the, what the next step to me would be to put it on an airplane, spray it over. So well, I mean, it makes sense. And everyone's vaccine doesn't even know about it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of freaky. It is. That's like them controlling the weather, the, you know, the Mm -hmm. machines up in Alaska and stuff that generate clouds, Mm -hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. That's just, that's. We've done it for years with cloud seeding, you know, we'll fly over and the same thing here. It's just going to be, we're going to be people seeding. Wow. We're going to vaccinate you and you're not even going to know it. That is the next step. See, I don't even get the flu shot. Yeah, I don't do the flu shot. And before I got out of the army, we had to do the flu shots. I had to then because I was government property. I didn't have a say so. Mm -hmm. As a civilian, I don't get a flu shot. Well, you will be soon. (laughs) Uh, Well, if they start aerosolizing it, what a word. Um, How do you spell? Never mind. I want him. A E R O aerosol. S-O-L-I-Z-E-D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but the, when I, I go in and, and we're actually in uh, um, Altakatum, Iraq, mm-hmm. and uh, I go TQ. to the- uh, Yeah, in TQ. And I go to the um, the medic shack, and they're telling you, you got to go get your flu shot. So I go in there, and she says, the, the medic says, do you want a needle or you want the nasal spray? And I said, well, give me the nasal spray. So- Cause I didn't want it to begin with mm-hmm. and I, she knew this, but she had to give it to me. Mm-hmm. So she gets the nasal spray. She goes, okay, when I say go, I want you to breathe in real quick. So she hit that little squirt bottle and I breathed in real quick and got it in one side of my, of my nostril. Mm-hmm. Well, the next one, she said go. And when she went to go set, when, uh, when I went to breathe in, the bottle got kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got my breath all the way in, sucked in on my nose, mm-hmm. She just barely got a little squirt out and it ran out the end of my nose. And she looked at me and she goes, did you get all that? And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I didn't get none of it. Nice. Right? For the next two weeks, the side of my nose that I got the nasal spray in mm-hmm. hurt for two weeks. Oh, wow. It was like, a, it was like a, a sinus headache for two weeks. The side that I didn't, mm-hmm. no problem at all. Yeah. Never again. 
I'm a civilian. Will I ever get a flu shot? Unless you're flying a crop duster and nail me from 200 feet. What is what's going to happen? You're going to have your coffee one Saturday. You're going to walk out to your front door, open it up, look at the beautiful day, and just go, oh, what a nice Saturday. And in that one breath, we just gave you anthrax vaccination. I've already had all 10 of those. Well, you're going to get, you're gonna get your 11th. They don't, you're you're, you're okay. going to have your first COVID vaccine. Yeah. You're going to be in, inoculized for um, you know uh, AIDS. Um, Ebola, <laughs> Zika, H1N1. So what you're saying is when as soon as I breathe in, some little government worker is going to run around from behind a tree and have me a vaccination card. Pretty much. Fully Congratulations. He's been vaccinated. Yeah, I'm here from the government. I'm here. Uh, I'm with the government. I'm here to help. Yeah. Yeah. Sign the card and run off. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Well, by That's that. next up. By that point, we'll be a bunch of zombies and they'll just kind of, you know. Well, we'll half our country are zombies. They're called Democrats. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, not even half, but, uh, yeah. um, you know, about roughly half of the voting part of the country. Especially the ones who are celebrating uh, Hillary, Hillary Clinton's birthday. Uh, yeah, I heard it was earlier this week. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. And thank yeah. God she's not in the White House. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my birthday wish came true. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday to you, Jim. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I wonder whose candle Bill blew out. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Not hers. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> That's so. Well, we got the stain to prove it. Uh, you did, <laughs> liar. That's right. Oh my goodness! We got to cut talking like this. I might get suicided in the back of the head. Uh, no, we don't need that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. We love Hillary. Yeah, we love you, Hillary. Nothing but love. Not. Yeah, I hate the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> My fingers are crossed when I said it. <laughs> I ain't scared. Everybody got to die sometime. <laughs> That's right. Just make sure it's in a flame of glory. And listen, I've got it recorded right now. If I die in a mysterious way in the next few weeks, the next few months, mm-hmm. Hillary did it. Yeah, I heard you say it. Yeah. 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 I'm saying it right now. This is my evidence. This is your evidence. Whoever's listening right now, this is your evidence. Hillary did it. Hillary did it. If you die, can I have your guns? Those go to my kid. He doesn't want them. I already talked to him. Oh, did you? Yeah. I can tell by your face how much you're lying right now. (laughs) Darn. I was so (laughs) excited to get away with it. Oh, man. Okay. Well, he Uh, can have them. Fine. I know. Fine. I mean, you know. He's just my only child. That's all. But we we won't tell him that you passed away. We'll just take your gun. I think he'll figure it out. When the check doesn't clear for his education? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Hey, Dad. 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 Hello. (laughs) My tuition's not paid. Get a job. That's right. Your dad told me to tell you to get a job. (laughs) That's what my dad said. Join the army. Anyway, so what else we got in the old fruit book? So a buddy of mine who is a is a fan of our show. Yes, his name is Ian. Great guy lives Ian. up uh, in Rockingham County. All uh, right, Ian. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. So he uh, he sent me an article the other day, which is actually quite uh, interesting. Um, okay. So the the headline is about Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood encourages children yes. to use puberty blockers uh-huh. in a cartoon ad. I saw that uh, about two weeks ago. I saw that ad. You know, it's insane yeah. that an organization like Planned Parenthood is actually encouraging our children. No, but wait, 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 wait. Now, it's all about female health care. That's what Planned Parenthood's about. Oh, so oh, so yeah. what am I reading then? What's this I, all about? You know, I, it's propaganda. Propaganda is all that is. Well, it's some pretty good propaganda. Yeah. Pretty entertaining. Well, since I saw the video myself, the cartoon myself, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's a load of garbage is what it is. 
You know, they can tell you and they can talk to the, you know, they can hit the talking points with the people who stick their head in the sand all they want to. Mm -hmm. But Planned Parenthood has been nothing, uh, nothing other than, um, you know, population control. They've been about genocide. Genocide, yeah. From day one. Absolutely. Let's kill black people. Yep. It started in what, New York City. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, if you go to the the election in 2016 when Hillary ran against Trump. Yes. Okay. Hillary basically embraced Margaret uh, Sanger. Oh, well, she did the same thing with Mao. So Mao's one of her heroes. Don't forget. Yeah. He and also is about genocide. I was going to say, who killed more people than Mao? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so. Well, maybe Margaret Sanger. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Over the years. Over yeah. the years, yeah. A longer, her, longer period of time. Her influence. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You know. But so I, I have the, the, the cartoon here. I figured I'd, we'd play it and, and listen to it. Okay, Just yeah. so our, our listeners understand what we're talking about. Yep. Um, so I'm going to unmute this thing, and here we go. There's no one-size-fits-all puberty experience. If you're trans, intersex, or non-binary, know that you're not the only one feeling confused. For some intersex people, puberty may start later than age 14. You might experience some of puberty's changes and not others, and your body may or may not go through puberty on its own. There are medicines you can take to help your body start the process, like hormone replacement therapy. Some people decide on hormones or surgeries to help their bodies match up to their gender identity or how they feel inside about themselves. Your gender identity is real. You should be the one to decide what changes you want to make to your body. If you're transgender or non-binary, you may find that your puberty experiences don't line up with your gender identity or how you see yourself. That feeling can be uncomfortable, scary, and stressful. If that sounds like you, know that you're not alone. There are medicines you can take to delay puberty for a while. They're called puberty blockers, and they work like a stop sign by halting the hormones testosterone and estrogen that cause puberty changes like facial hair growth and periods. Puberty blockers are safe and can give you more time to figure out what feels right for you, your body, and your gender identity. You don't have to have all of the answers right now. So remember, it's all a work in progress, and it may take time to figure out what feels right to you, but talking to a trusted adult and a nurse or doctor may help. Want to learn more? Go to PlannedParenthood.org teens. Are we born like Mr. Potato Head? I guess so. With interchangeable parts? Where you get to decide what your gender is. These are, this is not a cartoon that is made for adults. Nope. This is an ad that is purely targeting preteen and young teens. Mm -hmm. This is not. Uh, this is child abuse. This is assault. This to me is as violent a crime as as anything that's ever been put on the books before. You know, one of the arguments for early voting was, what if I vote on day one of the 45 days of early voting and something happens before election day that would change my mind about to vote? That's been a big, huge argument against it, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So at 13 years old, you decide in your confused, uh, puberty-ridden state that I don't think that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a boy anymore and I want to be a girl or a, I'm a girl I'm a really a girl inside. Mm -hmm. I want to have my my young boobs cut off, my breasts cut off. I want to take puberty blockers to to keep me from uh to from developing as I should. And you do that permanent damage to your body and at 17 you're like, "Whoa, that was a crazy phase, but now I'm screwed." Yeah. 
this stuff is not without without side effects. It's not without you. They're going to damage their bodies trying to figure out what they are. Yeah. Matt Walsh, I think, was the one who said it's that some of the ingredients in these puberty blockers are the same things they give to inmates right before they execute them. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you know? That's so, insane. So you're... I, I don't get it. It's, it's just like the, the, the guy that I'm running against mm-hmm. is, is a doctor who is pro-choice. A doctor who's pro-choice. Yeah, that just... That makes no sense to th- me. It's a conflict right there. It is. So, you know, right First, there, do no harm. Exactly. Exactly. And I am absolutely... Um, I don't know. That, uh, that boggles my mind, the fact that... There are people out there, and and this week on on the Wednesday show we talked about the debates with Oz and Fetterman, um, with uh, um, uh, the governor's uh, debates in Michigan and New York, and but I really focused on Fetterman. That dude is a nut. He is. That dude is out of his freaking mind. And there's people who not only um, nominated him to run for this position, but there are people out there who adamantly support him. To me, that's just as crazy as being a doctor who's pro-choice or being somebody who would consider, you know, putting a cartoon out for kids to basically goad them into self-mutilation. Well, let me tell you how bad it really is. You bring up Fetterman for a second, okay? So before Fetterman had a stroke, his policies were crazy. Yeah, the okay. stroke hasn't changed the no. insanity in this man. But the fact is that after the stroke and the fact that he can't speak a sentence anymore and and make the thought actually you know clear for people to understand, yeah. the media is basically carrying his water bucket the yeah. whole time. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's a great guy. He's speaking yeah. clear. No one has a freaking clue what he's saying. He's turning loose murders and rapists out of prison. Yeah. He is uh, endorsed by the Bloods Street Gang. Oh the Bloods. It's not like, you know, uh, little Joe and his little band of hoodlums to hang out down on the corner. No, this is a, a nationally recognized terroristic street gang. Like MS-13. That deal in violence and drugs and, and, and co- uh, corruption. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> but yet you've got moms and dads who are supporting this man for this position in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You've got church people, you've got clergy, you've got, you know, you've got business owners who go, yeah, that's my guy. How can he be your guy? How can he be your guy in the same respect that how can this cartoon be okay to be put out into public schools? Yeah. To be put out in channels where you know kids would see it. You know, back in the 80s, they made them put ratings. Tipper Gore led the charge to put ratings on on Two Live Crew, uh, on Metallica, on bands that were, you know, uh, you know, either heavier rap lyrics and mm-hmm. stuff like that because, you know, we can't we can't expose our children to this. How in just a few short decades do we come to the point now where we have a cartoon out here that is promoting puberty blockers that is telling you that because you were born a boy doesn't mean you really are. You can be whatever you want to be. We went from telling kids they could be whatever they wanted to be, as in the in regards to being their job a doctor, a lawyer, an architect, a, a, an astronaut. Their profession. You could be a plumber, an electrician. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, to tell them you can be whatever you want to be. So go put on some makeup and a dress. Yeah. You know, we were at that Weird Al concert this weekend, or the, yeah, the, earlier this week. We had a, a great time, me and my wife did. Honestly, there was a whole lot of fun and people watching too. Mm-hmm. And as we left the event that night, it took me probably 10 minutes walking behind these people to the parking lot to figure out if they were boys or girls. It was a young couple. Mm-hmm. And when I say young couple, I'm talking like 16, 17, 18. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And they were both dressed like women. And once I got close enough, you could hear the timbre of the voice and stuff, and you could de- you could de- decipher. Actually, the one who was dressed more masculine was the girl, and the guy that had long, like, maple leaf earrings and lipstick and all. I realized it was a guy when I saw his his little bit of beard growth. Oh, gosh. And his deep voice. Wow. And it's like, why? Yeah. You know, it's because stuff like this being showed to teenagers, people in the most most impressionable part of their development in life, they have this stuff pushed upon them, which warps their sense of reality, possibly for the rest of their life. But if not for the rest of their life, it's definitely warped their physicality because they warped their reality in a period of time when they were in that developmental stage. It is absolutely, it is criminal. If if we're teaching our kids at six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, that they can be whatever gender they want to be. I mean, it goes back to, I wanted to be a pirate. Does that mean I cut off my leg, <laughs> poke out one of my eyes, put an eye patch on, say, "R." Yeah. I mean, if, if, if that's the case, then all our kids are going to be, all boys are going to be pirates. Wow. Okay. I was going to be a stuntman. Okay. With the exception of you, you'll be a stuntman. That's what I wanted to be when I was little. Um, be a stuntman. I want to be Captain Kirk. Yeah. You know, girls want to be a princess, so they want to be whatever. Yeah, I had okay. Evil Knievel and the Bandit were my heroes. Oh my so, gosh. You know, I was going to be a stuntman. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. you be the stuntman. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching uh, Newsmax earlier this week, and they had on, they were interviewing this guy who is, um, what's the word? He's detransitioning. Detransitioning. So he was born a man. Yes. Spent $300,000 to become a woman. Yeah. Allegedly figured out that he's not a woman <laughs> and is trying to detransition back into being a man. Claims he found God. So all day long, Newsmax is just talking about this guy airing his interview. First, I'm like, look, stop. Stop. Okay. How is this news? All right. Yeah, I get tired of that myself. Yeah. You're, you're Now you're forcing it down my throat again. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. I don't believe in it. Well, I understand what they're doing is they're trying to show you that, you know, that doing this to begin with is irresponsible by doctors. Sure. People who went to medical school to be a doctor to, like you said, first rule is do no harm. Yep. The people, same people who took that Hippocratic oath, you know, and, and. If you're a doctor and you support this, you ought to lose your license. Oh, you're violating your oath. You are. If you are a parent and you support this, that's child abuse. But, you know, people's word, people's oaths, those really don't matter anymore, not in today's society. It doesn't. Uh, you know, to very few of us it does, but uh, to the majority, no. You know, these doctors, they they, you know, they say these certain, like you said, $300,000. Mm-hmm. You know, 
That's a, I, that's a lot of money. And money did know, talk him for somebody to butcher themselves. I want to know where this guy who's detransitioning, where he got 300K from. Yeah, no kidding. Well, where did you, I mean, did you borrow it from a bank? Did your parents give it to you? Did you steal it? I mean, I'd like to know because I'd like 300K. I got some plans if I had 300K. I work a full-time job. I work, I have a good profession and I cannot afford what that dude can't. What do you do to afford $300,000 in a, in a transitioning surgery? I'm trying to think there's a TV show on, uh, I think it's on, I don't know. It's on like A&E or something. Well, you have like a that. GoFundMe or something? Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's these two plastic surgeons out in Los Angeles. And it started off with them, you know, people who've had botched plastic surgery or people who have it's on like TLC. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not Doctor Pimple. No, Pusher. no, Pimple Popper. No, no. no that I show. know what you're talking about. Yes, um, I can't think of it. Anyway, um, you know, it, it, they they fixed botched plastic surgery. Yes. They'll fix like cleft palates mm-hmm. and and uh, things that you know. They do they do some amazing, amazing, amazing work. But it's so funny to watch that show and look at the people they turn down sometimes that come in, like the guy who got the $300,000 worth of transition surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, you see him come in there and they're just like, you know, you butcher body, butchered your body to the point to where we can't help you. Now, they're much nicer about it, of course. Mm-hmm. But to see some of the circus freaks that walk, th- and that's an insult to circus freaks, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to see them walk in the door and just go, what? There was one woman on there who spent uh, ungodly amounts of money. She was from like Sweden who changed the pigment in her skin to make her a black woman. No way. I wish I could think of her name. She is, uh, she was blonde haired, Swedish, pale Swedish girl who changed her pigment in her skin through this process so she could be black. Are you sure it wasn't the woman from Washington who was at the NAACP? <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. But I mean, this woman was is just unbelievable. I've seen her on a few things since then. I mean, uh-huh. she's just a she's just she's got psychological problems. And you know, for a woman like that to walk into a doctor's office and say, "Hey, this is what I want," an ethical doctor would say, you need to go see my friend down the hall to be evaluated before we go through a medical procedure that's going to butcher your life. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Well, because people, you know, if you want to break it down into color, white folks look at her like she's a freak. Black folks look at her like she's a freak. Mm-hmm. She's not, you know, not really her decisions have not been accepted by any person of any skin color. Yeah. Honestly, right now, the only reason I'm talking about her is because I feel sorry for her. That's unbelievable. See, in a way, I almost don't. I hate to say it that way because... She deserves what she gets. You chose to do that to your body. I mean, it's like Bruce Jenner, okay? Bruce Jenner is always Bruce Jenner. He's never going to be Caitlyn Jenner. Did you, did you see the bar in Texas no. that uh, their meme made? Uh, it was all over Facebook and social media. And people just, I mean, threw a fit over it because when you went to the bathrooms, the men's room had a picture of Bruce Jenner. The ladies' room had a picture of Caitlyn Jenner. (laughs) That's how you found out the difference. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, But, okay, so several months ago, I stumbled across a song online. Um, It was one does done by uh, America's Got Talent. It was called uh, Rise, Rise Like a Phoenix. And you, I came over here and told you about it. You, we, we, you played me the original video of Rise Like a Phoenix, which featured a dude from Australia 
who dresses like a girl. Um, Conchita Worst. Oh my gosh. That's her right there. Holy cow. I'm trying to think of what her name is. She looks hideous. Oh my God. It's, 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 it, to hear her talk, it's, it's, she's disgusting. So what Jim is bringing up on, on his computer, a picture of the woman who just pigmented her skin black. That's what she used to look like. Kind of looks like Tiger Woods first wife. Yeah. yeah. She does. Beautiful. Beautiful yeah. girl. Not anymore. No. Oh my gosh. Wow. Why would you do that to yourself? Um, anyway, this this guy, his, his stage name is Conchita Worst. I don't know what his real name is, Matthew something or another over in Australia. But he dresses as a girl and has a beard and sings with more of a feminine voice. But my point is that we are, we are um, we're celebrating this. And that's what's happening. We're, we're yeah. teaching our kids that this is okay. Yeah. That if you don't, if you want to be a girl and you're a boy, you want to be a girl, go ahead and do that. Uh, she's originally from Germany. I was confused. Her name is Martina Big. That can't be her real name. No. But yeah, Let's... anybody can look her up. Just go Google Martina Big. Um, yeah, she is. Uh, she's a mm. she's a she's a sideshow freak. Yeah. I mean, she has completely screwed up her herself for the rest of her life. Yeah. Yeah. She was injected with uh, melanin. It's like melatonin, I yeah. guess. Yeah. To yeah. change her pigment in her skin. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Oh what would drive her to do that? Yeah, the woman who changed skin color claims her child will, will be black with a white husband. That's not how it works. <laughs> okay, you don't just inject yourself with melanin or whatever, and all of a sudden now your baby's going to be black. You yeah. want a black baby, you better have a black husband. It's a pretty simple concept. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I, <laughs> these people are just nuts, and they're exploiting this, and... You know, the I, I go back to it. This who votes for these people? Oh, do I have to answer that question? I, I, well, you, more freaks, I guess. Yeah. You know, when you got a Fetterman or you got Hochul or uh, um, what's her name uh, from Michigan? Um, oh, uh, Gre- uh, Gretchen Whitmer. 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 You know, a Hochul uh, or a Whitmer or a Fetterman or people like that. Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Perfect example. Thank you. I knew you liked that one. That I mean, that's that right there. Who votes for these people? Mm-hmm. Idiot Democrats. The low information voter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the people who don't do their homework. We've had this talk. We had this talk last week. We talked about it on the Wednesday show. You know, what What can you do? People who stick their head in the sand and, and listen to a 30-second soundbite from Whoopi, Gold, uh, Whoopi Goldberg like it's gospel. The, the problem is that people are willfully ignorant. They are. It's not like, you know, 50 years ago where if you wanted to get information, there was no internet. No. Okay. So you, you got it from, you know, Walter Cronkite yeah. or your local anchor, or you got it from the newspaper. You went to the library, encyclopedia. Yeah. Or maybe even at, your, even at your church. Yeah. But that's where you got it from. Yeah. Today, you have information, your fingertips. If I want to know right now what my, where my congressman's, I can go pull up his calendar. Sure. I want to know what uh, Joe Biden is doing. Pull up his calendar. He's yep. probably sleeping or eating ice cream right now. Yep. You know, I can. I have the information right here. I can instantly get it. Yeah. There is absolutely no reason today to be ignorant on yep. most issues. You may not be able to know everything, Joe but Biden. you'll know enough to make a good decision. Yeah. Joe Biden's probably floating in the uh, 
regener- regeneration cylinder right about now. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> His clone is being birthed. But you, know, you said that, and, and one of the biggest places to get information once upon a time, either from the leadership or from the other people, was church. Yeah. You know, but right now the churches are going the same way. We talked about it earlier today. The what was it, Presbyterian USA mm-hmm. denomination is now changing the way they do things, uh, changing the statistics for their membership, and including gender, queer, or non-binary yep. in a church. The last time I checked the Bible, uh, God created man, and He created woman, and that's it. Yeah. He didn't create genderqueer, non-binary, trans-binary, transgendered, lesbian, gay, LGBTQIA12345678. Air Force. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. say that because I was not in the military. But, <laughs> I can. But God did not do that. He created two yeah. genders. Yeah. We now have a denomination in the church yeah. that is now going against yeah. the word of God. Yeah, we'll see now. And that's the way they try to twist it now when you have the conversation with these morons. Um, they try to tell you that gender is different from sex, that it's different. Um, no. No. It's not. They're one the same. Yeah. I mean, it's it's absolutely the same. Um, you know, and, and as I said earlier this week on the Wednesday show, it doesn't matter. I've, I've read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I've read the Quran. You know, I, I I got a copy of it when I was in the Middle East, and in your downtime, you just, well, let's see what the other half thinks, you know, and, and I've read both, and there's, I, I never saw non-binary in there anywhere, and either, and either one, so, you know, you can talk about your, your Christian or your Muslim, either one, there's nothing in there about, not, you know, approving of non-binary. Oh, Muslims will kill you if you know they know you're non-binary. If, if they know you're gay, according, and they're uh, hardline, you know, religious folks, yeah, they'll throw your butt off a building. Yep. You know, so I mean, it, it absolutely boggles in the mind now that we have, um, uh, you know, people who run these churches, run these denominations, who say, okay, we're going to change everything to include the gender queer or the non-binary. Well, as somebody said on the Wednesday show this week, if you have that problem, that means the devil has infiltrated your church. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, I had a real good friend, listen, um, he passed away a couple of years ago. He's an older gentleman, a Vietnam veteran. He was in the Navy. He was part of the Brownwater Navy. You ever okay. heard of that? I we, have, We've yeah. talked about that mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Um, his name was Donnie Kennedy. Um, to me, listen, we all joke about the branches. You know, everybody picks on the Navy. Um, the Air Force just wishes they would get picked on like the Navy does. <laughs> Um, and I won't even start to talk about the you know Space Force, but mm-hmm. uh, that's the new little cousin in the family. Um, but let me tell you what, when it comes down to what Donnie Kennedy did in the Navy as part of the Brownwater Navy, they were the ones who did the riverboats. Mm-hmm. You know, that's hardcore. So as they're running up those rivers, man, they got you know Viet Cong and NVA on both sides of them, just unloading on them. You know, so what those guys did, man, they're the bravery is off the chart. The you know uh, true heroes to me. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Donnie passed away. He actually suffered from Agent Orange and, and some effects of a lot of the stuff they did in Vietnam. Um, but he was older, and it was just his time, and he passed. And uh, um, he wasn't the most religious guy in the world, and his brother set up some of the religious ceremonies. And uh, Donnie didn't really belong to a church, um, so the the brother uh, brought the pastor from his church to do the ceremony. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it was a female who wore her LGBTQ Air Force banner around, what do they think, the sash around their neck, what do they mm-hmm. call it? Yeah. Um, she showed up at the gravesite in a pair of skin-tight leather pants with stiletto heels. Oh, my gosh. She couldn't walk through the graveyard because her heels were getting stuck in the ground. Was she like a stripper? <laughs> a stripper pastor or I something? Was, yeah, I was, I mean, <laughs> oh I was angry and Donnie would have been more angry, I think. I, I mean, I was, I, I was really kind of, I was offended, you know, that this is the, the, the person here to have the final send off for somebody I considered a hero, mm. you know? Uh, the VFW showed up, played taps and did a, a military funeral for him and, um, I guess that was the only saving grace, but we've got pictures from his funeral of her standing off to the side mm-hmm. and she's about to tip over because her heels are sinking into the <sighs> ground. Uh, to me, that was just the most disrespectful thing you could have done mm-hmm. uh, for somebody who gave so much to his country. Right. You know, so I, when you've got churches who are doing stuff like that, who are allowing stuff like that, that level, you know, it's about the church. It's about the, it's about preaching the word and the mm-hmm. salvation of souls um, not your personal message. Well, we had that problem here to the congregation. Own, we had that problem here in our own city. There's a church in our city that has a pastor. Yeah, and you and I have talked about him in the past. Yes, and he in public. He is, this is this is a a large denomination. This is a how's it called? It's a it's a Baptist it's church. It's a version. Of, it's one of the. It's a, it's a, ba- it's a it's, Baptist yeah, church. It's one part, of the branches of the, of the Baptist church. Part of the SBC. Yeah. Okay, a Southern Baptist Convention. Um, which I'm a member of the SBC as well, but not this church. Their pastor would get online and would talk about how God was androgynous, how God had no gender, how God, you know, basically, you know, it would be accepting of lesbians and homosexuals and that stuff. Didn't it say in the Bible that he made Adam of his own image? Yes. So wouldn't that imply? Mm -hmm. I mean, I took a few courses in philosophy and logic. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, if I want a good grade, I'm going to answer this question is that uh, by the process of, of logic mm-hmm. and implication mm-hmm. that that would mean God is a male. And you'd be wrong because you're not a woke pastor. Oh, you have oh, to be oh, a oh. woke pastor. Oh, so do I need skin tight leather pants and stilettos? Yes. And oh. a gay sash. I need to know what the sash is called. I have no clue. I have no clue. Because either. very few denominations actually use it. Some of the Anglican denominations yeah. and other stuff use it. But anyway, um, yeah. Okay. It's a sash. But anyway, the, the uh, for, for this discussion purposes. So anyway, yeah. back to the, the... So, but the point is that there was, there was no oversight. So yeah. my question has always been, okay, if this so pastor... So he, he was promoting what again? He was promoting that God was androgynous. Yes. God had no gender. Yes. You know, um, he spoke and spoke up in favor of gays and, and lesbians in, in, um, uh, here locally at meetings. Yeah. Um, he actually, uh, he and his people were against a local, another local pastor who was preaching the word of God in the local paper. Yeah. He had a column. Yeah. And they went after him. Yeah. You know, and so my question to, to that church was, where was your oversight? You have a pastor who is not preaching the word, clearly is not preaching the word. Isn't that the job of the deacons? Well, it should be. Or even the administrative board, however the churches, yeah. admit, however their hierarchy is, right? Yeah. You know, so the other day I was at, my wife and I are going to a church in Stanton, and I was talking to our pastor, we're going through new members class. 
and uh, it's a Baptist church, and a very good one. I was talking to the pastor. I said, you know, I, I told him about this church in Waynesboro. And he goes, oh, yeah, no, I know about them. I said, so why is it that that pastor here was not, why he didn't lose his credentials? Yeah. Okay, because he was preaching something that was clearly against the Bible. Well, what I didn't understand or didn't know about in this area is that uh, in the Baptist um, uh, denomination, um, each church is responsible for their own pastor. So they're a part of a convention, but the convention has no power over the church. And so if a pastor has to get removed... It has or, to be done by the church. Exactly. Now, I guess the convention can help out and can provide assistance, but they can't go and say, okay, we're coming after that pastor because he's preaching heresy. Well, So the question is, well, why didn't the church go after him? It's probably because the church was accepting what he believed. Yeah. So like back to your point, to what that comment that was made on Facebook on, on your Wednesday show, the devil is in that church. The devil has his foothold in that church. They did nothing to stop it. Well, I, I, you know, no matter what religion, what denomination, what branch that you, that you, uh, that you um, practice, um, there is good and evil in this world. Yes. Um, and the devil is not necessarily that red guy with the horns and the pitchfork tail, you know, um, but evil is all encompassing. And it, it will it will completely swallow um, swallow up that congregation as long as they allow it to. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is that preacher's no longer around this area. He's not, and hopefully that church will heal itself. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully um, the evil went with him. Well, you know, we we all know we all know that you know evil's white because Jesus was black. So you know, hopefully they'll if they get a black guy, they'll be good to go. <laughs> 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 hey, oh, white cards. I mean. just threw your white, oh, the, the white, white privilege, privilege card, card at you. Right. <laughs> I just trumped you. No pun intended. I'm a white man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! As a joke, we got each other uh, white privilege cards and uh, what is it? Official race cards. That's right. One's black and one's white. And when somebody says something stupid, you can play one. Of you them. play that card. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You gotta have a little bit of fun on here, right? I know, I know. He, uh, Jesus is definitely not in, or Jesus, uh, God is definitely not androgynous. Jesus was not black, but he was. Uh, evil's not white. He is. He is without color. Let's just say that. Yeah, God is God, and yep. and and He created man in His image, and yep. God is 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 a man. I mean, He's of the male variety. Yeah, it's very clear. Yeah, well, anything else is just plain heresy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the question still is, who are these people who um, who are supporting somebody like a Fetterman? Mm-hmm. Well, just like that evil seeps into churches and takes hold of some of these pastors and some of these congregations that support that, uh, just like the the woman who uh, did my friend Donnie's funeral, just like the, the preacher who was no longer in this area. Um, it also uh, it seeps into other parts of life, and uh, mm-hmm. to me, if um, you know, if you're voting for Fetterman, or if you go out and and actively beat the drum for somebody like him, or uh, uh, Hochul, or Whitmer, or some of these other Jennifer Lewis mm-hmm. type people, then um, yeah, apparently evil has uh, seeped into your life. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know. I, I guess I'll, that answers the question, then, doesn't it? It does absolutely, it, it, and it seeped in even into the media. Okay, look at like well, uh, absolutely, you know, MSNBC. I had an article. I'll just talk about real, real quickly because I know we're running out of time. Yeah. But um, essentially, uh, this was an article that was on um, the Daily Caller, 
And the headline is MSNBC host claims minority Republican candidates are not voices of color. And basically it's a host. Her name is Tiffany Cross and she's attacking minority Republican candidates. Her quote is, despite the fact that GOP's racist rhetoric has not slowed at all. Racist? Where are we racist at? They have begun hyping up, get this, their diverse candidates, Cross said while making air quotes with her hands. According to numbers provided by the National Republican Congressional Committee, 80 Republican incumbents or candidates on the ballot next month are women, 33, and Latino. Um, I'm sorry. I think I misread that. 80 80. Republican incumbents or candidates on the ballot next month are women, 33 are Latino, 28 are black, 13 are Asian, and three are Native Americans. And the Republicans. Yes. Yeah. But faces of color do not always equate to voices of color, she continues. As, Is she black or white? Uh, she's black. Yeah, she's black. Um, she previously hosted Eli Mistel, but everyone knows who Eli Mistel is. He's the black dude on PMSNBC who has the really crazy black hair and a little bit, it's kind of salt and pepper in a way, but he's the one that attacked Herschel Walker as a person who lacks independent thought. Ah, yeah. Only because Herschel Walker is a Republican well, and Herschel Walker been a Democrat went a whole different story. Well, they're going after Herschel Walker in a lot of other ways. I mean, uh, God bless him from being able to put up with some of the stuff he's put up with. I mean, we talked about it earlier, not to, not to divert. We can finish your point in mm-hmm. a second. But, you know, this most recent uh, attack on him was uh, this woman, apparently, supposedly he paid for her abortion so not, so he would not be yes. a father again. Well, Gloria Allred is now representing this person. And if anybody knows who Gloria Allred is, she is nothing but a— um, the, the, the attorney to the stars. She's the ambulance chaser. For she the is stars. an ambulance chaser for the stars who is as ridiculous as ridiculous could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person she's representing is a Jane Doe. It's anonymous. You know, do you not have the right to face your accuser? We need to get rid of this whole anonymous thing. If you're going to, if you're going to go after someone in court. Yeah. Unless you're underage, which I can understand a young kid protecting children. Yeah. Sure. If you're about the age of 18 and you want to sue somebody, guess what? If you're going to step out from behind that curtain and sue somebody and try to defame their reputation and, and limit their ability to, uh, reach a goal like Herschel Walker Mm -hmm. running uh, for office, then you better damn well show your face and own what you're, what you're claiming. And then I'll, I'm gonna go a little step further. If you lose. Yeah. You pay all the all the fees. Amen. That will stop half the lawsuits out there. Hell yeah, it will. I mean, look at like when um when Brett Kavanaugh had all those oh, accusers, yeah. right? Oh, okay. This dude had a calendar that he kept of what his activities from like 1985. Yeah, he could pretty much prove he was not involved in any of those what 40 women that that, 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 yeah, that, that, that claimed. Yeah, that claimed. That claimed. So yeah. he gets dragged through the mud. Yep. Okay. Still gets appointed, thankfully. But gets yeah. to me. And I was not a fan of his in the beginning. But you know what? By the time they start going after him, I was like, man, this this dude better get in. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. We were def- we were defending him left and right. Yeah. Just because he was being so attacked so unfairly. But if you elect when when Christine Blasey Ford started to allege, yeah, and it was and basically it was proven that she was lying. Yep. She should have had to pay every single dime. Yeah. That Kavanaugh that Kavanaugh had to pay to defend himself. Yeah. 
Same thing with the uh, January 6th committee. They should be exactly. personally responsible for all the crap they have caused in people's lives. You know, but they anyway, they, they, ha- they actually had the audacity to ask for more money <laughs> for their investigation. They spent something like $30 million over investigating. Nothing. Over Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. A over Democrat nothing. talking point. Anyway. Finish, finish your thought, though. All right, so real quick, um, so we're back to the PMSNBC and, and how they were, you know, basically and the, went not, after. Not the rent's not too damn high. No, it's not yeah. that, it's not no, that it's guy. Not him, no. It's not that guy. But they do kind of act similar. <laughs> <laughs> Rent is too damn high. I love that dude. He was awesome. Um, for those Didn't like know, his policy, but I liked him. For those who don't know, it was a guy who ran, um, was it for, for governor or something uh, over there? Mayor, I think mayor of New York. Mayor, okay. But he, yeah. but his party was called the Rent is Too Damn High Party. Yeah. And that was, that, awesome. that was like his his tagline. Oh, my God. He was crossed between a circus clown and, oh. and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Don King. Don the King, old, yes. The old, the old boxing promoter. Eli Mistel <laughs> reminds me of Don King. Does he? Just about a really fat version. <laughs> but anyway, so but, but, but uh, uh, Herschel Walker responded to the whole thing by saying, you know, shame on PMSNBC. I added the PMS in there. And shame on him, Eli Mistel. I'm going to pray for both of them because they need Jesus. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. So here's a dude that yeah. was clearly not going to return fire and try to do the right thing, even though he's being attacked by people of sure. his own color, all uh, because he doesn't believe the same ideology they do. Well, you know what? This is It's, it's an indoctrination. Yeah. Sometimes you feel sorry. I mean, it's, it, I'm not pitying them at all, but you kind of feel sorry because they're too stupid to know what they're saying is idiotic. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got somebody that uh, obviously, uh, you know, went to uh, uh, further her education um, to have the position she has over at, uh, you know, uh, at Alphabet City over in MSNBC. Um, but uh, apparently the education, uh, the route of education she took to get to where she's at was nothing but indoctrination alley. Mm-hmm. You know, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. So people need to start listening to some more Tom McDonald music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's quite the character. He is quite the character. He doesn't pull any punches and he has no filter. And uh, he's not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He's kind of a realist kind of person. Mm-hmm. And uh, his lyrics are, you know, they keep us apart because they fear us. Yeah. And that's how they manipulate and control us. Black, white, left, right, doesn't matter. As long as they keep us separated um, and as long as they continue to segregate us, um, the longer they will have power over us. Well, it goes back to the adage of divide and conquer. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, people need to look and people need to start paying attention, um, you know, and look at uh, how much we have in common versus the powers that be mm-hmm. who uh, are uh, telling you um, to sit down and shut up. Yep. You know, they're telling the kids to speak up, but telling the adults to shut up. Hmm. Something's wrong with that picture. I think people need to understand. What was the uh, the one lyric uh, in the song um, that he said that I that is one of my favorite lyrics in one of his songs was, um, you know, they're, they're trying hard uh, for us to leave a better planet for our kids when we should be worried about leaving better kids for our planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's powerful that, that hits home man it does it hits home uh but speaking of home i think we've come into home stretch and finished out right yeah I'm, i think i'm done for the night i think this is the, the this is the ink night bye <laughs> <laughs> nope this is I'm my air drumming <laughs> <laughs> no please don't air drum 
Please don't. The people can't take it anymore. They can't see it, although Jeff wants to see it. Yeah, they've imagined it enough. So, I know. Uh, you know, it's... Jeff, Jeff messaged me and he want, He said he wants to see me air drum. I said, no. <laughs> Unless there's money involved. I dare you. <laughs> I'm a capitalist. You got uh, no, some money. No, no. Hey, man. You know. I'll put an air drumming concert on. What was his name? Uh, what was the guy on American Idol years ago? She bang, she bang. Oh, yeah. William Hung. William Hung. <laughs> so, you know, if William Hung can make money, then oh, yeah. singing, you can make money air drumming. Yes, sir. All right. Everybody, thank you very much for tuning in to this week's The Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Don't forget to press the word. All right. The uh, LibertyRoom.com is the website, and you can share that with all your friends. Make sure you share the link on your social media pages. While you're there, hit the subscribe button to get all the updates, facts, figures, and uh, what fours and how to's on when the Liberty Room uh, new episode debuts, which is normally every Friday at noon. You can take us with you in your head, in your car, in your house, wherever you may be. Um, push pause, push play, listen to the whole thing at one time. That's okay. Uh, go to our social media pages. Let us know what you think. Let us know things you want to talk about. Uh, but you know, connect with us. A good way to connect with us is every Wednesday night, Wednesdays with Jim, the live conversation show live on five, five different platforms, uh, be it Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Telegram. Good job. I can't wait to see what happens when Elon Musk takes over Twitter. I might get more more followers on Twitter. You see that he uh, walked in today at Twitter's headquarters oh, with a my, sink? Uh, said, let that sink in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that weird South African. He's so oh, funny. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, Wednesdays with Jim, the Wednesday Conversation Show. Come hang out with us there. If you go to thelibertyroom.com, it's real easy to link to the thejimwood.com, which will get you to the Wednesday show. Or if you go to the Jim Wood, you can link to the Liberty Room. Mm-hmm. It's great how that works. It is. It's a circle. What I call it last week? A circle of awesome. It's almost like the same person put all that together. Hmm. Who could it be? I don't know. Maybe next week we'll give you the answer. Ooh, Every, ooh a giant reveal. How about that cliffhanger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody have a blessed week. We'll see you on Wednesday. You'll hear us on Friday. Until next week, have a blessed week. 